Hey everybody, this is Mike. So for the upcoming few weeks with all the quarantines going on and everything, um, we've decided to take a little break from recording new episodes of Beers, Bongs, and Battle Axes, but just because we're not going to be doing anything like that for the next few weeks doesn't mean we're not go or doesn't mean we're going anywhere. So what I'm going to be doing, and this will be the first episode of it, is uh, until things calm down a little bit, I will be releasing on a weekly basis some old episodes of a podcast me and my buddy Maya did back in 2016, 2017 called Schlock Your Socks Off. It was a movie review podcast where we would find just the cheesiest sounding movies we could find and reviewed them. So yeah, this is the first episode of that uh, now defunct podcast, and I hope you guys enjoy it. We hope to see you again soon with new episodes of Beers, Bongs, and Axes. Enjoy. Well, hello out there to the one or two people that might actually listen to this podcast. This is Schlock Your Socks Off, our very first episode. I'm your host, Mike. I'm uh, Jeremiah. He's my faithful and trusty sidekick. He's the uh, Igor to my Dr. Frankenstein. Damn right. So, as you know, the name of the show is Schlock Your Socks Off. And for those of you who may not know what the word schlock means, the general definition is a product made with uh, inferior materials, or uh, garbage is another thing you can call it. But why, Mike, is this podcast called Schlock Your Socks Off? Because we love... Bad movies. Love them. We cannot get enough of them. We mainly stick to bad horror movies, but man, there's some bad action movies, really bad sci-fi movies. Yeah, but horror movies just always have a special place in our heart. Oh, definitely. And that's mainly what we're going to be talking about on this podcast, is uh, bad horror movies. Reviewing them, comparing the good schlock movies to the bad schlock movies. Do you have an example for us, Mike? Well, uh, that's actually the subject of our podcast today. We're going to be comparing and contrasting Ginger Dead Man, Saturday Night Cleaver, and Return of the Living Dead 3, both the third movies in their respective franchises, both definitely ah, considered schlock. I swear I can talk. Considered schlock. Considered schlock. Unique New York. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, one of them's really freaking good, and the other one's just awful. (laughs) Take your guess. Which one was the awful one? So, I know the definition of schlock is pretty vague in terms of uh, what it means in film. So, I actually went on Reddit and found a thread that uh, basically described schlock in film. And it's a... Best one I could find was, essentially, schlock is the disconnect between logical and emotional parts of your mind. When a movie is objectively stupid, immature, or nonsensical, but you experience pleasure from it anyways... You call it schlock. Oh, okay. Okay, I think I think I understand. Would you consider any any movie in the Friday the 13th franchise schlock? At what point would it become schlock? Um, probably around the third one when they tried to reel audiences in with the 3D gimmick. That's when they turned into schlock. Oh, okay, okay. I gotcha. And <laughs> it, actually, those are uh, perfect examples because schlock usually refers to a movie where there really isn't much of a plot. And the characters are pretty two-dimensional, but there's it makes up for it in other ways that make the movie enjoyable. Friday the 13th, best example of that would be The Kills. Yeah, like, no matter how bad the plot is or how boring the actors are, The Kills are always great. Somebody's trying to get a hold of Maya. Yeah, for the first time in three years. <laughs> uh, let me silence that, since apparently... 
<laughs> All right, so yeah, let's uh, go ahead and give a brief rundown of the two movies we're comparing and contrasting today. And I guess we should uh, just preface this in the beginning that we both definitely think Return of the Living Dead 3 is the good one of these two films. Oh, for sure, for sure. But we did watch Ginger Dead Man 3, I th- Saturday Night Cleaver? Yes, Saturday Night oh, Cleaver. And... I would say since we watched that one first, we should probably talk about that one. First. Yeah, so the basic, uh, I guess, plot summary of the Ginger <laughs> Dead Man Saturday Night Cleaver is after the Ginger Dead Man, a, the spirit of a serial killer trapped inside of a gingerbread cookie. Which so, I, I actually, I like the idea of a serial killer being trapped inside of a gingerbread cookie. <laughs> I mean, it, it sounds like a neat gimmick at first yeah. until you actually watch the film. And, and and the fact that Gary Busey voiced it in the first one was is a gimmick in and of itself. Oh, yeah, because that's going to be entertaining no matter what. <laughs> so essentially, Saturday Night Cleaver follows the adventures of the ginger dead man as he escapes from prison and travels back in time to 1976, where he goes on a killing spree at a roller disco. Oh my. <laughs> oh my. Believe me, we were also on our toes. <laughs> yes, edge of our seats. It was uh it was just barely interesting enough of a premise for us to click it out of all the other garbage on Hulu. No, no, I, and we and I was excited too and I haven't seen the entirety of the series which looks extensive. <laughs> that and the Evil Bong series which look just uh, we'll we'll have to dedicate a whole episode to that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The second film we're talking about today is Return of the Living Dead Three, which, uh, if you're familiar with the Return of the Living Dead series, this is a horror comedy zombie franchise that takes place in a world where the Night of the Living Dead movie actually happened. They break that down in the first one that. It actually happened, and the government covered it up, and they let George Romero make a movie about it so he would uh, keep his mouth shut about what actually happened. And so that is, in and of itself, just almost a high-concept idea for a zombie film. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Because 90% of zombie films you see, the characters act like they've never seen a zombie before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you just don't see that. In, not that it's really necessary to have like that that backstory because the movie really stands alone, like stands on its own by just watching it as just a zombie movie. But that is really cool. I actually did not know that. Yeah, and uh, the third one follows the adventures of Kurt, a motorcycle riding teenager whose father's in the military, <sighs> working on a zombie program, and his girlfriend. And after she is killed in a horrible, horrible car wreck, Kurt breaks into the military base and uses. The gas that they used to reanimate corpses to bring her back to life. But, since she has so much love for Kurt, and I think her name was, what was it, Kate or Rose? Jesse? Jamie? I don't... <laughs> uh, what, what, what? <laughs> Rose... That's not important. Not important. Since her love or connection with him was so strong, her zombie urges didn't affect... She didn't want to eat his brains, per se. She wanted to just eat everybody else's brains. And she kept, like, mutilating herself, which was pretty cool. But Jesse being I, I I can't really say I call him a dickhead because you mean it, Kurt it, yeah yeah what, Kurt's <laughs> just a dumbass what, what's fun about uh, Return of the Living Dead 3 is it has a very Romeo and Juliet concept to it the star-crossed lovers one's dead one's alive the one that's dead wants to die for real <laughs> yeah but she's like really like asking him 
to kill her. And he's just like, no, we can live. Let's go to, let's go to Seattle. We'll be together forever. Yeah, uh, we'll join a grunge band. Yeah, you can, you can just party all night long and I'll play my guitar. And you can eat or all the, drums. the groupies. <laughs> no, 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 no. But the, all the zombie effects in this movie were so good. And it was, it was so exciting to see because it's fucking jam-packed. With, with zombie. great gore. Yeah, great uh, I gore. mean, this movie has special effects on par with Peter Jackson's first film, uh, Dead Alive, which is a cult classic in the horror community and probably the definition of sh- a schlocky movie. Because that movie has a kung fu fighting priest oh, who man. literally, quote unquote, says, I'll kick ass in the name of the Lord. I'm sold. I've never seen this movie. Oh, uh, we'll have to check it out sometime. It's so much fun. So here's where we get our good schlock, bad schlock concept. We have two films, both the third in their series, and anybody who watches a horror franchise knows that if your franchise gets to about a third film, they're probably not very good anymore and just major cash grabs. Would you agree with that? <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, because that's like kind of the point. The studio's like, well, these, these made money, so let's make another one and make more money. And so they literally just throw together a script and stuff. Uh, Return of the Living Dead, this is a film that was actually given a $2 million budget, and people who really wanted to make a great movie, and in my opinion, they did. It's got a really bad plot to it, honestly. Well, yeah, but who's watching it for the plot? This is schlock. But I mean, on the most basic level, this father, who is a high-ranking, classified intelligence, like, sergeant or colonel in the military working on biological warfare just happens to misplace his card his access card to the base and for the life of him can't find it and doesn't once think to ask if his son took it which he did yeah yeah his son just took it but you would also think that right when he loses the card to his super secret base or whatever that's just like Hey, I, I'm going to tell someone that we lost it and deactivate that card, get a new card. Yeah, we need how to change it, all the codes on the base. How long does it take to make a fucking plastic card? <laughs> but whatever. Whatever. So he fucking does that. And the characters are really two-dimensional. Well, they're just in there. But they make up for it with amazing practical effects. Some of the best you'll find in the early 90s for such a low-budget horror film. And... They, while the char- the characters weren't great, they had competent actors portraying them. They were likable enough. And they act- They were actually actors. That's the biggest point. Because, you know, I, I, I tried to do some digging. I couldn't find a budget for Ginger Dead Man. But if you take a look at this movie, it looks like it was shot on a mini DV camera with uh, extras from the local porno in between takes on the set. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, may- I- I'd imagine their budget was just like whatever's in our pocket, and we have this we have this uh, skating rink that we get to shoot at for five hundred dollars this month or whatever. I bet that was basically it because there was definitely no fucking budget for the Ginger Dead Man. See, the Ginger Dead, like the company that makes those, they are notorious for making these really bad movies that nine times out of ten will like premiere on Sci-Fi Channel. So you know these movies aren't being made with an audience. They're being made because they have a time slot that they need filled with whatever's as cheap as possible. And And so it really has this feeling that the actors, besides being terrible actors, are probably barely literate. (laughs) 
you have the worst CG effects you'll ever see, and it's like 75% CG effects, 25% practical, and it looks awful. Yeah, and I, I, I feel like it's it's one of those things with Ginger Dead Man. I couldn't I couldn't tell the entire time if it was uh, like bad on purpose or just bad or bad bad attempt at being bad on purpose. I couldn't really tell. It 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 was a poor attempt at being bad on purpose. Yeah, which because I don't you know understand. while Return of the Living Dead three wasn't the most original or great film, this movie is literally the Ginger Dead Man three is essentially a Austin Powers and Goldmember ripoff turned into a horror comedy like Wayne's Brothers spoof film. Because the movie opens with a terrible reenactment of the jail cell scene from Silence of the Lambs. And then it steals the whole Austin Powers and Goldmember concept where he travels back to the 70s. And if I remember correctly, they rip off Carrie. Yeah, that's one of the subplots. (laughs) Is one of the main human characters in the 70s has teleconnect powers and her name's like Sherry. I think and she's skinny and blonde and looks like a poor imitation of Sissy Spacek. And that brings it, like, uh, another shock film, Friday the 13th, with uh, that, was it New Blood, where the girl... Uh, Has like, psychic powers? Yeah, I, I'm not sure if it was New Blood, but it was... No, that was the New Blood. Yeah, yeah. so, it's been done before, but I, I, I like the Friday the 13th one, so them doing it again this time wasn't necessarily a bad thing, it's just literally thrown together. It's kind of like a spoof movie. It's I without the it being Ginger funny. Dead Man really feels like somebody took a bunch of scenes from a dump, bunch of different horror movies, inserted the Ginger Dead Man and like called it a draft of a script and then the director was like, "All right, let's let's shoot this." Yeah, how many times did it seem like they were just showing us the same shot of him running or the same angle or way up fucking close on his face that we never really we didn't get enough uh, variety with the Ginger Dead Man. Yeah, no, it was very basic. Uh, if you ever see the Ginger Dead Man, it's either a shot from behind of him running away, which is terrible CG, or it's a super tight shot of a hand puppet. Yeah, yeah. And I'm pretty sure the guy who did the voice of him in the third one also was the puppeteer. <laughs> yes, he was. So that good for him, but also, come on. Uh, I did. I like the voice of the gingerbread. Like his voice is fine. I just think the writing. No, it sounds like movies. a bad Gary Busey impersonation. Uh-huh. Like Gary, something Gary Busey is a bad Gary Busey impersonation. <laughs> no, but it sounds like something you would have heard in uh, an old Flash video on Newgrounds.com <laughs> way back in the day. Okay, fair enough. But see, I I had a problem with the majority of the cast, but not really with the gingerbread man. Just the way he looked and how we didn't really get to see him full Chucky it up. And that's the problem. There's one part where he sprays the girls with acid, and they start off with practical effects. It looks like their skin's starting to peel. And then you just see them melt into these worse-than-Tron CG puddles of blood. Oh, yeah. And it looks like somebody made that on uh, iTunes Movie Maker back in 2001, if that was even around back then. I'm glad that you mentioned that, because I actually do... I liked that until the the effects wore on me but at first like i really liked the faces melting because it got sprayed with the thing yeah you thought okay this is gonna be interesting but like i said 75 percent cg to 25 percent practical and it looked awful yeah like not even good and because uh the the girls were like washing a car and he switched it with acids they were still spraying it all over each other because they're hot girls which is another pass in my book hot girls spraying water on each other in a horror movie i'll take it but then later on, 
there's another good kill that came up with the uh, it's like the nail gun and he's shooting these people that are having a three way. And they have this funny joke where the two people are having sex and they're like really high on all these drugs and stuff. And this guy comes in and they think he's a super good looking guy, but he's actually like a, a fat, old, yeah, hairy man, yeah, fat, old, hairy man. And then they all join in on a threesome. Ginger dead man shows up and nail guns him to death. And the nail gun, all the shots like looked terrible, but I still liked the ginger dead man. That was totally ripped off from Final Destination 3 yeah. in, the, in the like Lowe's type <laughs> Like home improvement store yeah, when yeah, those two that, goths die. That that one's better though. Oh yeah, because they they had a budget and they gave a crap about what yeah, they were doing. Yeah, but I still like that kill. <laughs> I, it had a couple kills, but fucking watching. Going back to uh, Return of the Living Dead two uh, three. Every time she kept like hurting herself because she like is trying to feel pain or whenever she feels pain she doesn't crave the brain. Yeah, the concept is pain makes the hunger go away. Yeah, that's right. That's right. It made me cringe, like, every time. Like, it gave me all of, like, the worst, best feels. Like, oh, my God. And once she gets to her peak, like, after they're, like, taking a nap together, uh, she, like, goes off and starts, like, fucking mutilating the shit out of her body. Once you see her, she looks super badass and super fucked up. He should have killed her hours ago. No, that was probably the best effects when she's... Uh, mutilating herself. She literally cuts around her collarbone and neck like belt loops and she slides a chain through it like a necklace and it looks so good. So good. She's like biting people. Super convincing. Whereas (laughs) Ginger Dead Man, my biggest problem, like it can be a ripoff of anything it wants to be. Yeah. My biggest problem is they never gave a clear reason why. It was just, oh, hey, this thing gives me the power to time travel and it just happens to be sitting in in this prison five feet away from my cell back to 1976. It's like, what, did he have unfinished business there? Did Does he fondly remember the 70s? It's make, just the, the, are they making that movie to make money? Are people buying it? No, I think they're, like I said, it's honestly probably being made to fill a time slot on Sci-Fi Channel at some point. Oh, my God, because I can't imagine. I, I'd buy the shit out of uh, Return of the Living Dead 3. Like, right. I'd buy and the shit out of it. That goes back to what I was saying earlier, where Ginger Dead Man came out in, I think, 2013, it said? Or maybe a 2006? Couple, uh, a couple years ago. Before before, before uh, the evil Bong versus Ginger Dead I think Man. it was like 2012, 2013. And this movie looks worse than Return of the Living Dead, which was shot in 1993. Is that what, That's when that movie came... Or 93 92. or 91. I, th- I, I have no idea. Our, our numbers are off, folks. Either way, I was still in diapers when this movie came out, probably. <laughs> I, was, I don't know I, if I was in diapers at three. I, my, my dad's semen had yet to develop me yet, I don't think. <laughs> but, and that movie, even being shot in standard definition and upgraded to HD, looks better than The Ginger Dead Man, which came out when shooting in HD is the norm, and it looks like it was shot on tapes. Yeah. <laughs> no, it literally, like you said earlier, it looks like a, a porno, like a shot right after they just got done having a sweaty sex scene on a, por- a shitty porno. Then they got dressed and went and shot this, and then went back for the next scene. Yep, yep. <laughs> it's awful. But I think, I think we've rambled long enough. I think we've gotten our point across about what's good schlock and what's bad schlock for today. Yeah, yeah, definitely, definitely, definitely. Uh, Unless you have a death that was your favorite in Ginger Dead Man. 
No, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't like any of them. I didn't care about that movie, and I was the one who picked it. I was the most intrigued to see it, and ten minutes into the movie, after the terrible Silence of the Lamb parody, I was just like, nope. Regret. Done. <laughs> we almost turned it off a couple times, too, but we, we persevered, so... Whoever wants to listen to us babble about it can listen to us babble about it. <laughs> Definitely. So we're, we're, we're calling this a wrap? Yeah, I think we're going to call this a wrap. Uh, we're probably going to try to do this once a week at least, Yeah, I'd say. We'll see. So, yeah, if you guys enjoyed listening to this, like the video, subscribe to this channel, and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye.